This is Bookmarked and Busy, part of the Geeky Waffle Network. Hello, welcome back to Bookmarked and Busy, the podcast where I, a fanfic reader, talk to some really cool people in the fanfic community, from writers to artists and everyone in between. I'm here to be the middleman and get all the details on your favorite content on AO3 and beyond. With that being said, uh, remember this is an 18 plus podcast. Check the show notes for any content warnings or trigger warnings. And if something isn't listed that we might have missed, feel free to reach out so that we can add it to the show notes uh, for the future. My name is Ren. Um, as you already know, obviously, if you're here, you know who I am. Um, and this week, um, my guest, I was really excited to talk to um, because, like, Anything, every time you post an art, I'm always like, there's no way that's like digital, that has to be a photo. It's so good. And I'm just like, I can't be the only one who thinks that when they see uh, her work. Um, so I'm here with Cello, uh, who some of you guys might know on the Raylo slash rat Twitter space um, as Alta Cello. Thank you for coming. Are you keeping cool? It's incredibly hot today. <laughs> I, I am. We have air conditioning, but my room is the hottest room in the house. So yeah. I, I have a fan that's not running because I don't want it to interfere. With oh, no. Turn, <laughs> okay. If you need to turn it on, I have my it's AC going right now. It's mostly just the air moving. Yeah. yeah, if, if yeah. I get yeah. Super, and I'm, okay. I'm just in, in, in a tank top. Yeah. and Same. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Me too. Uh, we're both from the PNW, and it's been insanely hot, um, like a up and down. Sometimes it's 70, sometimes it's 97. You just yep. kind of never know. Yeah, this is we're here. This is the way it is. Next is going to be spiders. Yeah. Yeah, this is my spiders. <laughs> this is my second uh, summer here. Um, and I last year was the heat wave. So like yep. everyone kind of experienced that. I heard that was really uncommon for you guys though, when I first moved here. Yeah. Um, and I thought it can't be that bad next year. And it, to be fair, it hasn't been, but well, <laughs> it's still like those days where it's like, Oh, it's like 97 and you're like, Oh, cause it's humid. <laughs> um, <laughs> my apartment doesn't have an AC. So I have like a portable one that is only in the living room and just like you, my bedroom stays hot all day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it wouldn't be so bad if we were better air conditioned, but because yeah. it's so, so nice here most of the year, a lot of right. places don't have air conditioning. And so yeah. when it's hot like this, we really suffer. Yeah. That's what I that's what I was told. So and then as far as like spiders go, yeah, like my I've woken up to like three spiders yesterday and I was like, I don't like this. As someone <laughs> we'll have to put trigger warnings on this for spiders. Yeah, as someone who has arachnophobia like seeing a spider i i i don't kill them i try very hard to like trap and release because they're just trying to do their jobs um but sometimes my cat gets them and she eats them and i'm like sorry <laughs> um anyway yeah so let's just kind of go right into it um in the summary section this is kind of where we get to know more about you and how you got into fanfic and then ultimately how you got into your art because I, I need to know like the art is really <laughs> where i have so many like questions and like i need to know about that because it's so beautiful and you have the best Thank way you. of um that i've seen and i'm not like obviously every artist is fantastic but yeah 
um, for me, I, I've never seen someone capture Adam the way that you do. And it's every time I see a photo I'm just, or an art, like one of your pieces, I'm like, that just looks like a black and white photo of Adam because like, and I like, I love seeing Adam in black and white. It's like, he just looks great <laughs> in black so and white. Good in monochrome. It's yeah, so yeah. well. Yeah. So like anytime you like a final piece, I'm like, there's absolutely no way. And then like, yeah, every time. So <laughs> Um, so how did you get into the space? I don't know if you started with fan fiction or were like were you an Adam Driver fan first or a Raylo first? And let's talk about that. Yeah, well, so about oh man, how many years ago has it been now? About 12 years, 13 years ago. Uh I ended up I, I've oh well going way, 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 way back when I was a girl. Um, I've always been kind of arty. And um, I don't call myself, I'm not what I'd call formally trained. I did mm -hmm. spend time in a studio as a kid. We had a local artist who lived in the neighborhood who took me under her wing and she gave me classes in exchange for cleaning up her studio and for helping out when I got bigger. When I got to be in high school, I'd help out with her classes and I'd clean up afterwards. And that quote unquote paid for my lessons, which, you know, yes. really didn't. But she was very kind and she wanted me in the studio. And then I went to college and it was art or pharmacy and I decided pharmacy because, you know, being able to pay the bills is important. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I became a mom and abandoned the pharmacy thing. So I'm a retired pharmacist. Uh, That's how I put it. And I became a mom. And then about 13 years ago for my husband's work, we ended up overseas. We actually ended up in the Netherlands totally by myself. Um, you know, just the family. We didn't have any close friends or anything there. And, um, I have always been a big reader and mm -hmm. I've always loved sci-fi and fantasy. Um, and some of my earliest works when I was a teen was actually what we would call fan art these days, but we didn't call it that back then. I just had an art teacher who encouraged me to paint the images that came into my head when I'd read a book. So mm -hmm. if I had a favorite scene, she'd encourage me to paint that. Um, and so a lot of those were Dune and the Dragon Rider series by Anne McCaffrey and, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, yeah. Lord of the Rings before it was cool. And um, <laughs> and then I just sort of laid all that aside and became a professional and got married and had kids and was busy. And then I ended up in the Netherlands and with a lot of time on my hands. And I fell in love with a TV show called Merlin. Yay. Huge. <laughs> like, whoa. Yeah. And discovered, you know, I was marginally online. I wasn't on Facebook yet. You know, I did the internet was a different place in 2009. And yes. Um, but I discovered I was, I just wanted more. I watched mm. the show and I loved it so much. And I thought there's gotta be more. And it made me want to paint again. And I hadn't painted in 15 years. Wow. Um, I, I just loved it. And I found a thick collection called box of magic, which sadly isn't there anymore, but it had a fic written by a particular writer named of all things Astolat. And it was called The Crown of the Summer Court. And it changed my world. Like I read it on airplanes. I downloaded it. I reread it like 18 times. And That's it awesome. was in it was these fantastic illustrations. Really, really great by an artist called Trolleys, who I don't know if, if they're even still around. Mm -hmm. um, but I loved the idea of people writing stories, you know, the fanfic part of it. And then artists being involved in creating illustrations to go with it. And I thought, oh, yeah. how cool is that? So I sort of put my toe in the water and I made a live journal account and, and 
started posting stuff and found other artists and met them and hung out with them and learned more. And just, I was doing traditional art at that point. Cause that's what I had. And, um, mm -hmm. and just, just, it just got me back in the game. I was making stuff. And the only way you get better is by doing. Yeah. Think about it all you want, but if you don't actually do right. Mm -hmm. And I've not really painted people a whole lot, not like that, but I got better at it cause I did it a lot. And so we went through Merlin and, um, where did I end up next? Outlander did some portraits mm. for Outlander. Um, the Magicians on Sci-Fi. I love that show. I love that show so much. <laughs> um, and then uh, Good Omens. I did a couple pieces for Good Omens. Okay. It was lots of fun. And um, I was playing with all kinds of different styles and uh, discovered Art Nouveau, like rediscovered it, but was playing around with that. And then I watched the last Star Wars movie. And I was not a Raylo previous to that, I will say. Mm -hmm. And I had no idea really who Adam Driver was before that. I mean, okay. I knew he was Kylo Ren. And yeah. I was vaguely aware that he was in the world, but I had not, I had been occupied. I'm kind of like a serial monogamist when it comes to things that occupy my attention. Yeah. And he was not on my radar because I was busy with all this other stuff. You know, emotionally speaking, I didn't have space to be invested in another ship and another character or another actor. So um, he hit me in January of 2020. <laughs> oh, okay. I, I am a sucker for a soul bond. Oh, my God. And, mm -hmm. you know, you get to the end of that. And I, I went back and watched it two more times on my own. And th the second time I came out of it, I was crying and I was almost not able to drive home because I was so upset mm -hmm. at what they've done. And I'm not going to see that movie. It's just, ah, there's so yeah. wrong. But I love the Raylo part of it. And then I thought, gosh, he's amazing. She's amazing. He's amazing. I want to know more. And then I went pretty quickly from being a Raylo straight into being a rat. So I call myself a rat low because that's really where I am. Yeah. I love Raylo. I don't make a lot of Raylo stuff. Most of what I do is head of driver stuff these days. But he has such an interesting face that the portrait started off because I wanted to be better at drawing this super interesting face. And it just sort of became its own thing for its own sake. But it's it's sort of my way of just you hear varying opinions on whether or not people think he's attractive or not. And that the extreme nature of his features, you know, the unusual nature of his features, that he's unconventionally handsome. I'm like, hey, he's just beautiful. I mean, just yeah. real unconventional about it. And I'm just showing the world. This is what I see. When I see these pictures of him, this is what I see in the painting. That's what I'm doing. So that's I love that. That's where I am. That's, <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah, um, I, every time someone tells me they weren't a fan of Adam until Star Wars, I get so incredibly jealous because I'm like, to know what it's like to fall in love with him <laughs> like, for the first time, I yeah. want to know what that's like because I miss that because I, I saw him through Girls and that show has just, you know, either you love it or you hate it. Um, I'm in the camp of like, it's not the best show, but like I watched it for him and yeah, he, that's what I did. Yeah. And he made it good. <laughs> um, and just seeing his growth. And then like, obviously when he got the role of Kylo Ren, you could see the physical change in the show. And it was just like, so great to watch. 
but yeah people who are always like i wasn't a fan until star wars and i'm like i can't imagine what that's like because i knew who he was you know before star wars so when i saw him i was like oh my god it's adam super <laughs> so, intense that's what it's like it's yeah. super intense or at least if it's me you know right right <laughs> super intense yeah yeah just you to just see that just to see just his face like on a big screen for the first time i just like can't imagine what that's like because i saw it on the small screen but but yeah um i think that's really cool and to, to touch back on what you said about your art i can definitely see how you're trying to show the world like this guy he's gorgeous like sh yeah there's no unconventional about it he's just a very handsome person um like and it's like one of those things where it's like you can't People who say he's ugly, I'm really confused by that because I'm just like, I, <laughs> I don't like, get you, it. Yeah. I was like, you can't find like, like if I saw him and I wasn't a fan, like if he was just a normal guy, I would be like, dude, that guy is just, he's gorgeous. Like that's a, an objectively attractive man. So like, I don't know how people can look at him and say he's ugly. Um, well, but... <laughs> I mean, there are people who, and I, I don't want to diss them. So the, yeah. the, the thing, I tend to fall hard for actors that are not what I call Ken dolls. Right, same. So, Me too. <laughs> and, and there's nothing particularly wrong with the Ken doll. It's yeah. just that they're, they're pretty. And yeah. there's plenty of reasons to like pretty boys like that, or pretty girls. But to find someone truly extraordinary, very often you have to... You have to go outside of the realm of the very average features, right? So uh, people who are pretty and conventionally attractive, to use a phrase that I really don't like, but yeah, tend to have very regular, very even, very average features. And we like them because they don't push the boundaries, right? People that we find yeah. beautiful, like, for example, Angelina Jolie, who is another person who has the most extraordinary features that really should not work together. And yet they do. Yeah. She's extraordinary. And so she's beautiful because her features are beyond the average right mm -hmm. so i i don't there's nothing wrong with that like the chris's you yeah that's <laughs> fine and yeah i find super 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 and just abs in addition to the fact that he's a, an astonishing physical specimen adam is the most incredible artist and that was the thing that mm -hmm. really hooked me was that the yeah. more i learned about his approach to what he does, his work ethic and his thoughts about creativity and about repetition and about, I mean, you name it. It's just like, I am sure at some point I'm gonna read something that doesn't make me respect him more just because oh, he's yeah. a human being. But yeah. at the same time, <laughs> I have not in two and a half years, I have not yet actually Same. that. Yeah. <laughs> Everything I read, Everything I hear, every time he talks about stuff, he just has so many wonderful thoughts and his approach to what he does. It really resonates with me. And then he does things like Patterson. Oh, gosh. That is my favorite. <laughs> I could talk about that movie for hours. Me too. <laughs> like, <laughs> if anyone I, were to ask me my favorite Adam movie, it's without a doubt Patterson. Like, Star I, Wars is great. Like, don't get me wrong. Patterson, yeah. there's something about that movie that just has everything that I love. And it yeah. has like it showcased to me, it showcases his talent like a lot if we're being what it is. Like you can he's in other great movies too, but there's something about Patterson specifically where I'm like, this man can act. <laughs> it's also internal. 
That's yeah. what's so amazing about it. It is also internal, but it is the most profound and wonderful and gentle and loving mm -hmm. love letter to the different ways that creative and what creativity means to you. And it's about creative identity. Yeah. And as someone who's really struggled with her own creative identity, let me tell you that movie spoke to me on such a deep level that I, it's, I'm just chittering at this point. You yeah. Know? <laughs> it's, I remember the first time that I watched that movie, I had been anticipating something bad to happen the whole time because that's how Hollywood sets us up. Like Hollywood always makes these movies where it's like, it's so wholesome. It's great. And then the wife dies or it's so wholesome. And or then the dog dies. And I was like, something bad's going to happen. I just couldn't. I loved watching it, but the anxiety was high. So I literally had to put it back on immediately after for a second watch. Cause I was like, okay, I know nothing happens. So now I can enjoy it. We are all so traumatized by yeah. media that we yeah. cannot, and that you are not alone. I have spoken <laughs> to so many people who are like, I can't watch it because I just am so anxious that they're going to tross us, right? Yeah. There's going yeah. to be something terrible that happens. Yeah. Something terrible does happen, but it's nothing that physically endangers exactly and like the thing that happens is like it's very emotional for the artist it's not like any yeah because nobody's life is in danger <laughs> no one <laughs> yeah like i literally was like they're putting emphasis on the dog the dog's gonna die right i'm just right. sitting here yeah. like getting anxious about the dog's dog. gonna get dog yeah. Right. yeah yeah i'm like please no but yeah, yeah like no. that and, and it doesn't and that's what's that's what exactly. i love about it though and yeah. and in that repetition and even the thing that i find somebody did a, a this beautiful little layout of this every morning they're in the bed mm -hmm. and you start on monday and you end on monday and the the every day they're they wake up in slightly different positions or one of them's gone or something right but when we get back to monday they're cuddled in exactly the same position as they were the previous monday even yeah. though they've been through that whole week and he'd had that whole traumatic experience Monday rolls around and and he's yeah. back where he started, but but he's not in the same place, right? He's right he's in a slightly different place. But that was ah, I, I have goosebumps. Um, yes, yeah, so that movie just yeah, it's a it's perfection it <laughs> in, in a film. But this is why when I do character portraits, I usually mm -hmm. well when I do any of the portraits, I do a little essay that goes with it, which I I did not used to. And I was encouraged to by somebody who's been super supportive of me. And I really, I want to shout out to Atlan Merrick for saying I need that I should do that because mm. it's been really good. Um, but I do a little musing and I try to set the scene of where the, if it's a photo of him as himself, where it was taken and what was going on and maybe what was going on in the background. And a lot of times I'm just guessing because I wasn't there when they took the photo. I can right. tell you what day it was or who took it where he was and what was going on in the world like what film he was working on etc yeah and i just kind of noodle on that or what he's wearing or what he looks like or whatever but the characters you know i'll talk about the character and so i've got yeah i decided um to do somebody had put together a uh a, a, a whole thing of all of his characters in all of mm -hmm. his movies and I said, well, why wouldn't I just do one portrait of each of them? So I did. Yeah. Um, and I would do a little, just a little thing on each of them. And Patterson's one, if if you ever want to know what I think about Patterson, I've got three portraits of him now. And I noodle on 
Patterson and the character in the movie and creativity in each yeah. of those essays. But those are all up on AO3. Oh, cool. Um, okay. Yeah. So I like the our different takeaways for Patterson because as an I'm an artistic person too, but um like the artistic journey and like the the situation he goes through with his poetry um like that part didn't resonate so much as it his wife was like the one that stuck out to me because i'm like yeah i wake up every day and i want to do something different (laughs) like i want to learn this (laughs) hobby i want to learn this craft i want to take baking i want to paint the curtains like i like that she resonated with me and then the overall of like just like a gentle guy who's accepting of her of like changing of hobbies like yeah. he's like yeah you want to bake cool it's like you want to paint the curtains do it and i'm like you want to learn to play the guitar yeah no, yeah the a little tight but i can see you really want to do it so yeah, yeah. it's yeah it's, it's okay we'll make it work get the like, guitar no it yeah. is it is a shining beautiful stunning example of how two people can be creative in completely different ways yeah and support of each of each other mm-hmm. in different ways and she pushes on him which yeah i've seen some folks be a little upset about that well i don't think it's appropriate and she's so annoying and i'm like yeah okay but speaking of someone who gets in a rut and who's very shy having someone who's there to go i really believe in you and i really want you just for your own sake you really owe it to yourself to just to make a copy just a backup copy just in case right and she Mm -hmm. was right yeah insist on him doing it and he didn't do that you know that was the lesson was "Mm." yeah (laughs) and you know she wasn't rude about it she just and she wasn't mean it was coming from a place of love and kindness that she wanted to help him in a way that maybe he didn't uh, he was reluctant to go but she knew it would be helpful to him and it's the only reason she mentioned it and she didn't you know she what she really wanted was for him to publish them but she knew he'd never do that so she didn't she she just let that go right yeah yeah i loved how healthy that relationship was that way that that yeah definitely yeah that they were able to support each other it's it's lovely to see you know that's not always true (laughs) right right um and, and i don't know if i've mentioned this on the pod before but um he's like in my top like five favorite actors of all time um and i don't take like i don't do that very lightly um Mm -hmm. i can't like watch someone and be like that's my favorite actor um for me i literally have to find the there's always like one movie that sticks out where i'm like that's the movie like this is the one that like solidifies that this person is like i don't want to say is talented because that's not true they're far more talented than i am but like there's always the one movie where you're just like okay that's why they do what they do. Like, you know, right. there's always one. So yeah. I, I had, I had that moment with him because I went back and watched his entire like, um, backlog of uh, films. Um, I had, there's still some that I haven't seen. I can't watch marriage story. I don't know if I've talked about this on the pod before. I can't do it. <laughs> oh. I want to so bad, but I just, I can't, I, I feel like I have to be in the right headspace. Um, and I have never been in the right headspace to like actually want to sit down and watch it. So as of now, I haven't seen it. Um, but like I did watch silence, which was very hard to watch. Um, Yes, it was. It was very hard. Uh, (laughs) but yeah, like I've seen almost all of his films and, and Patterson was the one where I was like, okay, he's my favorite. He's like in my, he's one of my favorite. (laughs) That one and tracks. Have you seen tracks? Yes. Yeah. 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 
<laughs> now what's funny is that I watched I watched tracks and he meet I bought it for my parents. My dad is essentially a white Mr. Eddie. And um <laughs> and I, I was just like, you have to, you have to watch this. Like this is yeah. just <laughs> I just bought it for them and gave it to them. And then Patterson, I told them they needed to watch that. And then I said, and now um Prime is gonna suggest girls and you should not watch Don't that. watch this. Yeah, 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 yeah. No. <laughs> Please do I... not. Do not watch I wouldn't girls. want to watch anyone to watch girls. I know that people <laughs> like it, like 100%. That's okay. But like, if I'm suggesting anything Adam Driver related, I will not suggest girls. <laughs> no, that, that's for people who already know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not, not the kind of people. They're boomers, you know. No, no, they should not oh, be watching no. girls. Yeah. No, 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 no. no. I no. would say like my suggestions would be obviously Patterson for yeah. for because it's my favorite. Um. I really liked him in The Man Who Killed Don Quixote, so I would suggest that. Um, and for like so far in terms of like how he could do comedy, um, the the Dead Don't Die is probably like my favorite. Like, oh, because like what if it's our friend? What if or I forgot the alternate title for that. Um, it's it's fine, but like he's just kind of like kind of annoying in that one. But I like his humor, like his dry humor in the dead don't die um so See, i would suggest like those three i don't know <laughs> yeah well it, the dead don't die is another one of those where you either you love it or you hate it i yeah. think it's hilarious but i know it's a lot of really people funny. yeah mr cello will not no he hated it no oh uh, see yeah it. i feel like that's one that you kind of have to get to watch it because yeah. Because it's a very unconventional zombie film. That's that's what it is. If you that's like zombies, point. yeah, like you'd like it. But <laughs> if you if you're not a zombie person and, and you then you probably think the concept of it is dumb because how they become zombies is very not normal. And yeah. like it's very third wall break or fourth wall breaking. Like yeah. it's it's fantastic. <laughs> anyway. No, I just I, I <laughs> yeah. I pretty much love everything he's in just simply yeah. and he's able to make me relate to characters that I might otherwise find completely unrelatable. I'm going to bring up the one that's super controversial like the last duel. Yeah. I, I he was just so <laughs> Yeah. So that movie was us... so good. It was so hard to watch, but it was, it was so very hard to watch. Yeah, I watched it in theaters and I was like, uh, like I can, I think for that one, it was easy for me to separate the two. So I was yeah. like, Adam, fantastic. Adam as this character, A. Plus. Yeah. The guy himself, though, is not good. <laughs> like, we don't, like, that was, and I know that was a lot of people's fears as fans was like, we don't want people to sort of hypersexualize this, this villain in history. Um, right. But, the um the uh, uh, oh my gosh i'm blanking on the the ship that's his character from that and um aphilia no that's clyde philia sorry who did they, who do they yeah no, who no, do no, they no. ship who do they ship him with because like, i feel like i've seen mood boards with him as that character and someone else like it could be aphilia and like a like manipulated I, au's i think is what i'm thinking yeah, of. mostly what people okay. are doing is they're thinking of him as a medieval clyde because yeah the yes okay yeah and, that, still and that's knew. all mentally yeah. getting around the there we go of this man yeah. historically is a rapist <laughs> yes i that i'm still new to clydephilia so yeah that's okay that makes a lot of sense um 
So like, that's fine. I think, and I can get behind a lot of the fix that have that, but yeah, the last duel was incredibly hard to watch. It's not something that I would ever watch again. Um, I just don't think I have the mental capacity to watch that movie again. Um, but he was he was great in it. Like he was good. I can't was, I can't deny that. Yeah. Yeah. It was much better than than I mean gosh. Fridley. Say it, you can say it. <laughs> he was oh god, yeah. Um it wasn't the millennials, it was a whole combination of things. This is a really terrible time to release a movie that had that dark of a subject when everyone's struggling with what was going on in the real world and yeah. were wrestling with the idea of even going back into a theater. And I will yes. tell you, I went specifically for all the weird times when there weren't very many people. I saw yeah. how many movies did I see? I saw four movies in the theater in 2021. I saw the Sparks Brothers, which you mm. should watch because it's awesome and you're going to walk away with a new favorite band um i saw annette i saw yeah. the last tool and i saw house of gucci and those are the only ones yeah. and i always <laughs> went for times when nobody else was yeah not COVID. yeah <laughs> yeah i want i waited for annette to go on prime because i was like i need i will watch that from the comfort of my home but i did go see house of gucci and the last duel on the big screen so annette yeah those are my those are so my on the big screen oh my i God. i'm kind of bummed out i didn't get to see it on the big screen because of how just fantastical that movie is um i'm loving that i don't think any of us were expecting what we got and <laughs> i was, was so delighted by it i still i love film. it I, yeah. I just oh and that's another <laughs> favorite I, i'm one of those people i'm genuinely too libra to libra i cannot cannot <laughs> cannot pick a favorite don't ask me for a favorite look don't ask me for a favorite movie don't ask me for yeah. a favorite character it's very hard <laughs> you can maybe get me the total like a top 10 <laughs> oh you know what i just yeah. realized like my favorite okay so yeah uh, patterson's my favorite and my second favorite is logan lucky i will always have oh, a I soft spot lucky. in my heart for logan lucky and i really want there to be a sequel i know there probably isn't ever going to be one but no. it's such a good setup for one like they've got the setup and i've read cool fan fiction so like if someone wants to continue it um, <laughs> that's one of the ones i really want him to do a sequel for i just want to like i just want to see what they're up to um <laughs> yeah yeah um so what's uh how how did you get have you always done digital art has that always been your your medium no, and if I, not like what how'd you get there well so um uh, i started off as a kid with, with well with finger paints really when you as soon as i knew i had hands i was painting mm. Um, <clears throat> and acrylic paint okay. and pencils. And, um, we had watercolor at the studio, but I didn't really, I watercolor is really hard. Anyone who does watercolors got like mad respect for me because you yeah. want to talk about impossible to fix. Oh my God. Oh yeah. <laughs> talking impossible to fix. You put it down. That's it. It's toast. Um, ink is the same way. So, um, artistic artery who does the, um, the the one who does the pen drawings oh my god just like oh yeah 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 i've seen whoa. those just incredible the ballpoint pen uh, yeah um but i i played with pens um so my merlin fan art was a mix um actually with the first piece i painted i actually did digitally i did it in a program called gimp which is like a free mm -hmm. photoshop and i did it using a trackpad wow and a mouse because that's all oh, i had because yeah. i was you know far away from home and i didn't have i didn't have any of my painting supplies or anything but i got back to the to the um states i ended up 
doing more pencils and uh, I actually did some watercolor paintings with coffee, which was fun. Um, mm. And pen and ink and stuff. But at, at some point <clears throat> I was bemoaning how I didn't really have a creative space because I've got two kids. You can't set up a proper painting studio when you have two small children. You just right. cannot. It is not at all reasonable. <laughs> especially not with oils or something like that, where it takes days to dry. Are you kidding me? Yeah. So um, Mr. Cello very kindly as a, like a birthday present, I don't remember his birthday or Christmas, but bought me a, a walk home digital drawing tablet. Nice. And, yeah. And, and we already have a, an Adobe subscription because we use one of their things to manage all of the photos. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah <lots> of photos. <laughs> and so we're already using Lightroom and Photoshop comes with that. So we just we just pay the fee because we're already using a bunch of their other products and I get Photoshop as a side benefit. Mm -hmm. And um yeah, so then I just I pretty much just switched. Um I don't remember when I made the full switch. It was about the time I fell onto Outlander, so 2015-ish. Um and it was a whole new wow like that's a lot to learn it's it's it is a completely different medium and what's funny to me is that everyone gets very snooty on either side of the divide it's like talking to people who crochet versus people who knit everyone's you know a bitch about whether you do one or the other i do both mm -hmm. um and i do traditional and i do digital art and um it's interesting to see every now and then i don't confess to being a digital or an artist to very many people um, in real life. A lot of them just don't understand <laughs> right? <laughs> the, the um, intensity of my um, interest. And, uh, but I was, I showed some of the work that I'd done that it's actually for a, a cover. One of the book covers that I did recently, I showed it to a family member I don't see very often, who's also an artist. And she said, oh, wow, that's amazing. Can you also do that in traditional art? And when I said, mm, probably, she was like, oh, wow. You know, but until then, it was, quote, unquote, just digital art. And I, she's a little older than I am, about 10 gotcha. years older than I am. And it's just like, how do I explain that, quite frankly, honestly, in some ways, I think digital art is there are advantages and disadvantages and things about it that make it really difficult. Um, mm. But it's a tool just like any other. The super advantage to it, of course, is it's super easy to share online. You don't have to take a photo of it or scan it. Or right. Stuff, which is a huge help. But it's incredible what you can do. And I'm still figuring stuff. I've never taken a class on how to do Photoshop. Are you kidding me? Mm -hmm. And every now and then someone will mention, well, have you tried this? And I'm like, woo. <laughs> 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 color gradient overlays. <laughs> like when I did the pink Henry, Henry two, <laughs> that's when I discovered how to do color gradient overlays. And I was like, woo, kid in the candy shop. <laughs> Five of them. <laughs> I, back when I had my shop and I was doing digital art, I, I have an iPad, so I was using Procreate, which is which a is beast a great program. Fantastic. We could do so much in it. I feel like I barely like scratched the surface. I know. Like with starting how to do it. So yeah. I can't even imagine how like just drawing in Photoshop because like I, there's so much, I, to, especially now, there's so much to Photoshop. I like, feel like I'm one of those people. You know, they make jokes about cavemen if they found a, 
like an iPhone, they would use it to bash shells yeah. with. Yeah, that's me in Photoshop. <laughs> <laughs> it's like there's so much more this program could do, and I'm just yeah. bashing on it. <laughs> yeah, it's it's got a lot of features, especially now and like because um, I when I was in school, uh, like it was the like first Photoshop came out when I was younger. So yeah. like to see what it can do now and like all the art that you guys make using it is, is fantastic. Um, it's so much easier to use when it yeah. first came out. It was really, it was really meant for advertising. Uh, was really, uh, cause I did use it when I was in high school and I, and that's why I didn't do for Photoshop for so many yeah. years. I mean, literally like 20 years <laughs> before I used it again, because it was so hard to use. It was yeah. easy. It wasn't really meant for drawing. And the biggest issue that I had for a long time switching is to get the gesture being used to, to the varying intensity in a darkness and width and right. everything you can get with like a pencil or a pen. You do it without even thinking about it. It's like riding a bicycle or playing a musical instrument. You have a lot of muscle memory if you've practiced your strokes a lot. And it's you do it without even thinking about it. Getting that in a digital sense was really difficult until I got the drawing tablet, which just made such a big difference. And um, the program has finally caught up to the idea that, oh, when someone lifts up on the stylus, it's supposed to be thinner. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. In fact. <laughs> Thank you. Um, that's that's great. Uh, I, I mean good for you because literally the art the art that you make is just so good and i i said this in the intro it's like every time you you're done i watch your progress and every time you post post an update like i'm always like what the fuck like it's so good how <laughs> like i love when you call it i think you call it the the zombie phase zombie land yeah the zombie land phase of it it's it's great like it's so good like you could you could just keep that and be like it's zombie I don't be like yes that is exactly oh god it's zombie. so terrible <laughs> <laughs> oh god it's so ugly but it's and it's it's that's where a lot of my traditional art roots show because what I'm doing is really addition subtraction I'm working on a black background and most times and then I'm adding white with varying thicknesses and so yeah. The, you know it so when i'm laying down the his face tones i'm laying down white over the black or i was oh, I, i've kind of okay. switched it up a bit but i'm i'm basically just working in black and white so i start with a black background and sometimes what i'll do is i'll do the white i do a big um if you've ever painted a raw canvas with gesso you know how you 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 do the just crossing kind of brush strokes like x's across it and it makes that really interesting texture i do that with the big white brush in photoshop Okay. Um, so that I get the grain underneath. That's how I get that grain. And then um, a lot of times what I've done recently is I put a layer mask on it and I hide the whole layer and then I'm slowly revealing it with the layer mask by using the white. But um, so the it's blotchy like that because when I pick up the stylus and I put it back down again, of course it paints over again. <laughs> and it makes it thicker in some spots and it just mm -hmm. looks awful until i go back and smooth it but i had someone who i did one way back uh in 2020 sometime where it was kylo ren it was the kylo ren kintsugi i did the scar with the gold and oh. somebody said that's a really amazing manip and i'm like <laughs> yeah <laughs> i appreciate that you meant that as a compliment yeah it's actually a digital painting 
here's my, here's what it looked like halfway through. And of course he's just like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's it's, like it's like I said, anytime I see a final product, I have to like remind myself like, no, like she drew this, like this is not a photograph. So, it, I, mean, I just showed up with the receipts. I'm like, here you go. Yeah. <laughs> so like, I like seeing your progress. I think it's really interesting. Like the steps that you take and um, even how you, um, use the grid system which like when i was in high um in middle school in art class um that's how my art art teacher taught us how to replicate is the grid system now yeah. you if someone were to tell me ask me how to do that now couldn't do it like i just i can't <laughs> but um again it makes it very easy i didn't used to use a grid and i didn't really know about it my art teacher um didn't teach that way she taught okay. just straight up um watch looking at it carefully right and you might use mm -hmm. your fingers and stuff to to uh, in your hand to guesstimate proportions and that kind mm -hmm. of thing but but she just had us um freestyle freehanded um mm -hmm. and so i i didn't really use a grid and then somebody i another artist i knew was like oh i use a grid i'm like oh tell me more about this grid thing and of course it turns out that people like van gogh used grids i mean they all used grids that was what they did that's how you stayed on track and i thought oh it's just a tool like any other art right any other um in the same way references are a tool like any other it always really grinds my gears when people go oh but you should be able to draw it from memory i'm like how do you get better at something though right and, and it, with something like a portrait where you're trying to in my case i'm my attempt is to render him as close to realistically as possible i want to honor the way he looks by capturing mm -hmm. it faithfully. It's not to say that um, there are other artists who do a fantastic job of stylizing his face in very particular ways, like mm -hmm. Lilithor. Oh my God, so good. Yeah. Um, After Blossom, you know, there's just I could go on and on and on. There's mm -hmm. so many mm -hmm. fantastic Rilo artists that, that stylize his face in ways that's very distinctive. Um, but that's not what I'm trying to do. And so for me, a grid is really important because it helps me not wander too far off the merry garden path. Because um, it's really easy to just, you get that little drift in and something's kind of not quite in the right place and then everything else isn't quite in the right place. And right. So the grid's really important for me. And the digital makes it so much easier doing it digitally um, to set that up. Um, uh, I'm just like looking at your art now, and I'm still I'm just like, oh, he's, it yeah, looks it's so good. <laughs> uh, I I don't do it's it's I should do I should yeah I should uh, every now and then I'll read something and it will just grab me and it's the same way that it did when I was a kid and the art teacher was saying to paint something from a book you read and since mm -hmm. I read almost exclusively fic these days my book budget is so much smaller. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> um, because I'm reading fic constantly. Um, but every now and then something will grab me like the one I did of Vampire Ben. I literally couldn't write a comment for that fic. Nine pints. Um, yeah, nine pints I is great. I could not <laughs> write a comment for it until I had painted that. And I had already done a portrait using uh, a reference. And I just I went back and tweaked. I knew exactly which portrait I wanted to do. and But I, I couldn't even... I couldn't even write a comment until I saw the painting. It was that yeah. intense. And uh, AO3 Animals Cream, I did one for them because, oh my God, that scene just, it ate my brain. And every now and then they'll just grab me. And, and But that's why I do the portraits is to try to be able to have the references and the 
know his face well enough to be able to, to faithfully share what I'm seeing in my head when I read these fics. Um, so when you do, so you, so you would do, you do more of like his, uh, like photos of him, yeah. not so much fan fiction, but you, you will do a fanfic art if you like, if you get the inspiration to do so. Yeah. And okay. um, when I was in the Merlin fandom, uh, most of what I did was actually collaborative work with writers. Um, I did a lot okay. of big bangs and um, I really loved that. I really loved working with a writer and, and helping them find the story and talking to them about the story and they're talking about what they'd like to see drawn and doing illustrations that's that was one of my favorite things um was doing that but i had a uh, when i was doing that i i had a it was still live journal days and you and you talked to mm. people a lot more uh, and that fandom was very much a um a free freely given gift kind of um fandom culture and i'd noticed that the Raylo community is much more commission-based yeah which really was new to me i was not used to that at all and um i'd not really set up i'm getting set up but i'm not really very well set up to take commissions mostly what i do is i offer free will gifts so this okay. one um that was the fandom culture that i'd been in before and i wasn't working as an artist professionally so i had no way to take anybody's money you know it's like mm. I, I pay it for you for free i mean i wouldn't charge you <laughs> i could have do it anyway because i love it um that which is one of the things that i love about fandom is that people uh, they write these fix for free and they yeah i've read a lot like a Me lot too. <laughs> <laughs> like a lot of published fiction and every now and then i'll pick up a book at powell's and i'll be like this is shit how did this get published? I mean, I have literally read <laughs> fan fiction that's better. I can tell you 18 different ways that the story could be better. I mean, yeah. how did this get published? And people do it for free in their spare yeah. time in the middle of the night. It's like, oh my God. That's that's incredible. my that's how I'm feeling right now as I'm I'm talking to more friends who are starting to read more adult romance and they're always like, Oh, have you read this book? It's so spicy. And I'm like, do you even know what spicy is? <laughs> I'm like, I could tell you the things that I've read that probably will beat this book. <laughs> so like, yeah. I'm in the same boat where like, I have books that I want to read, but like, I can't, I can't, I feel like I can't enjoy them. Like I can't really read YA as much anymore because I'm not in the demographic anymore for like, personally, I know adults do read YA, but for me personally, I'm just like, it's so, it's not like, I, I can't relate to this and I've read so much better fan fiction. Um, so now I'm reading adult uh, published adult erotica, yeah. which has been an interesting ride because <laughs> I'm just like, okay, it's not the spiciest thing I've ever read, but for a published book that's readily available at Barnes and Noble, yeah, I'm impressed. Right. Like, yes. Yeah, the stuff that they are writing in these books, and like you could just go buy it. I was like, okay, yeah, no, that's really good. Um, yeah. One thing that I wish, and I know that maybe that's not, I don't know how the publishing world works, obviously, um, but as I'm reading. Uh, published fan fiction, you know, our Raylo fanfic writers are getting their books, their stories published and they're reworking it because it can't be Star Wars. Um, yeah. One thing I'm wishing is like, why didn't you guys keep the smut? Like, can you not, are you guys not allowed? 
<laughs> yeah, I, I think that in some cases it depends on you, you, where the editor would like the story to go. Yeah, that's, um, I'm, I'm like I'm sure there's a there's a reason for it. I think a lot of it's probably pacing stuff. That how right. how is this advancing the the characters? The right? Yeah, like, yeah. It, and I mean, it's obviously Nikki was sense. saying that that sex scenes are an opportunity to um, have the characters grow as people, and that's what they yeah. should be doing, right? And this was the thing that Adam had to say about all those sex scenes on girls that they really weren't gratuitous; that they always highlighted something about the characters or let them grow in some way. They would have a lot of conflict during those scenes, that yeah. Kind of stuff. And so, um. I think that editors are just super aware of the of that, and so some of the stuff that we that we're happy to read that doesn't actually necessarily, you know, you already get that from a different scene. You don't need to do it again, right? Yeah, and they they tend to trim those. <laughs> I guess. You know, this really is going to be sitting on the shelf out in Barnes and Noble where anybody can pick it up. And maybe we'd like them to flip it open and not have every page of the flip open to have the word cock on it. <laughs> I get it. I get it. <laughs> we but... don't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm like, as I'm reading these adult erotica books, once they have sex, they have a lot of sex. So, like, yeah. it's not uncommon. Just nope. slapping an adult erotica. But yeah. I, just, <laughs> exactly. I, know I know that they're trying to, they're, I know that they're trying to, you know, as we're advancing and, and, social media is becoming popular um i know that uh the the whole thing with tiktok for example is sort of where publishing is wanting to put their focus so mm. like if a book isn't like they want the books to be on tiktok it's like kind of i follow some sort of some people who are uh, in the literary world and they're just like yeah like they want us to promote on tiktok and they want us to make it like you know like in the book talk community like if it's not in book talk right now this is speaking currently september 1st of 2022 um just in case someone's listening in the future uh in 2022 uh it's if it's not really popular on book talk there's no chance that it could be popular anywhere else because like you go into barnes and noble and at least mine here uh there's like four tables dedicated to book talk <laughs> and it's wow. just yeah and like end caps but like you walk through that center and they're like as seen on book talk book talk book talk and i'm like oh, i guess that's where we're going which is fine um so i guess if they're trying to capitalize on that right now presently it would make sense to like edit it out and make it a little bit more like swoony and less steamy, I guess. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. But steamy romance is pretty popular in book talk, but also like what some people think is steamy and spicy. Like it, like I said, like when my friends who are just getting into it are like, this book is spicy. I'm like, ah, it's not, <laughs> but it's fine. <laughs> Thank you. Come again. Yeah. Like, it's, it's fine. I'm, I'm always like, guys, I've read things that you probably don't even want to talk about. So like, it's not. We just don't go there. Yeah. 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 Um, so what's been your favorite, what was like your, so far in all of your, your Adam glory, what's been like some of your favorite pieces that you've done? Um, I'm, uh, 
well, all of them. I mean, yeah, they're all good. <laughs> the thing is that I think because I happen to really, you know, it's one of those moments where you you see something, and you're like, oh, I have to paint that. It's like knowing, oh, I have to write that. You know, yeah. it's the same kind of that. Uh, as Adam puts it, so urgent. You need it's like needing to piss. Like I need to do that, and so yeah. uh, many of them are that and it's hard for okay. me to even go back to the beginning of the series because i've learned so much as an artist mm -hmm. you can watch the growth like mm -hmm. or i can um from when i first started understanding that the first one in the series was actually painted in an hour i really did do that in an hour it's not meant to be particularly accurate or pretty it was just meant to be done um it was an exercise in speed painting and then I just sort of kept gotcha. going. And at some point around, I don't know, five or six, I just said fuck it and threw the whole concept of trying to time myself and limit myself to an hour or two or whatever completely out the window because I was finding reward in just taking the time to do it accurately. Yeah. It takes as much time as it takes. But ones that I'm really, really fond of, like, I really... It, am very happy with Henry number two, which is the pink Henry. Mm, mm -hmm. I love the colors. I love how the colors came out. I love the movement in it. I love, I just really like the perspective on his face. It's so unusual to see him from the top. So you get a real fine appreciation for how hawk-like his face really is. When you're looking at him front on, he's got those wide cheekbones and you don't really get a sense for just how very dramatic the depth of his face is mm -hmm. and you do when you look at it from the top but i'd like the the smoking can picture <laughs> that's adam driver number 79 that's the one i got for myself okay <laughs> I that one up behind my monitor <laughs> um there was another one i did of him at the new york film festival behind the scenes i don't remember what number that was now i'm gonna have to look that up i'm gonna go to my archive and <laughs> um i really like henry eight where he's sitting with his hand in front of his face that one took forever to do because of all the wrinkles um, you draw can i just say that you draw his like face wrinkles so well <laughs> i love them so oh much. my goodness like the eye crinkles it's I just love them. it's so good i, <laughs> I love can, them so yeah, much you, like the attention to detail it's just it's so oh god i love it and then like i love how you also capture his like crooked teeth because like he's not he doesn't have a perfect set of teeth and so like i love that you've got like you just get him so spot on like, i it's just, love his teeth oh gosh <laughs> it's just i in a lot of ways, I think one of the things I respect a lot about him is his refusal to change his appearance for anybody yes. other than himself. Yeah. So, and I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that he fell into acting as a proper adult. He had mm -hmm. been out in the world and he had seen some shit and he had done some things before he went to acting school. I think that getting to Juilliard after the Marines was really helpful because he had already had the drill instructor name him ears too and had had to deal with all of that and right. you know, nothing about the military anything is designed to be at all at all flattering um and so you know he's got no hair which means his ears are on full display and he's just raw boned and gangly and skinny because they're running him into the ground as a marine 
you know, he gets to Juilliard and they're going to go, well, you're not the typical leading man. He's like, okay, fine, whatever. Right. <laughs> and he's like, it's my face is my face. And he doesn't change any of it. I love that rather than they're straight enough. Yeah. He, he didn't need braces. There was no medical reason why he needed braces. And so his family didn't have him wear them and he's not doing them as an adult because again, there's no reason that he needs them. And, and I love getting to see that in someone that's on screen like that. I wish we had more of that. Um, yeah. Whenever so many I... people are pressured into conforming yeah. and so they canify themselves. Whenever I see an actor or an actress, anyone on the big screen who's had, who has some, <clears throat> I don't like calling them flaws, but that's kind of how the world perceives these things yeah. um, where they didn't get them removed. I'm like, good. A, a plus for you because like there are so many actors where um you look at them and you're like oh like you can tell they've got a bunch of scars on their face that they just don't want to get rid of for one yeah. reason or another and i find that very like very inspiring because it's like yeah. you're an actor and you're you, you're expected to get plastic surgery it, you know it's it's how the world perceives that industry and you just decided not to and um I really like that. Um, like Miles yes. Teller, for example, is one of, he's not like my favorite actor, but I do like watching him and stuff. And he's yeah. got scars from a car accident on his face. And yeah. I remember in an interview, he was like, yeah, like, I'm just, I'm not going to get rid of them because there's just it's something that happened to me. And I'm like, I love yeah. that. <laughs> Good yeah, for you. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. I mean, it doesn't need to be changed. So why change it? It's why I get annoyed with, with directors that pin his ears. Oh yeah, but you know, I, I am sorry, Ridley. His ears did not need to be pinned as Maurizio, and Michael Mann. I gotta have words with you about pinning his ears as Enzo. Um, as you, yeah, I understand chasing a, a a likeness, right? You've already done a lot, but I don't want them. You know, he's an adult. He's a grown up. He's perfectly capable of managing himself. But I don't want anyone. I I just get fried when it's implied that somehow he's more attractive with his ears pinned because i just don't think that's true and i i would like to see more directors allow actors to have characteristics like that being portrayed as attractive without Mm -hmm. any commentary and so that's it it fries me when they do that and i don't want him to ever have any ideas that well maybe i should get my ears pinned no never do it (laughs) Right, right. Never do it. <laughs> Please never do it. Just wear your hair long. It's fine. We love you. Um, yeah, I, I love. I, I never. I didn't even realize that they pinned his ears back. Now that you say that, so yeah, now, they tape them. They don't. They yeah. don't actually do anything surgical. They just. Yeah, just, yeah, yeah. And I have to think that a, it must hurt, and b, that the skin must get so irritated. Yeah. And I know he's done worse things, like what he did for silence for his art, but I, it. I just find it frustrating. I understand that it's an extension of the concept of using prosthetics to help get into the character and all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. I, I can understand and somewhat respect that. At, and at the same time, two things can be true and I can be really annoyed by it. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. It's true. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm still digging through. I have so many of these. This is just ridiculous. Like uh, so many, so many, so many, so many portraits. Um and then I, I go and I number them. And so there's not even real. 
<laughs> right. <laughs> Have you thought about um, making, like, compiling your finished pieces into, like, a coffee table style book with your blurbs or anything like because like i would buy one <laughs> i was i was literally like looking through and i'm like these these would like just get me like a nice like coffee table so i could like set it on my table <laughs> well, and, like, and this is where i run into that really weird thing where i think i could probably get away with it this is where we run into the thorny issue of when is a work transformative enough and is it when and copyright right. stuff because i am working with photographs taken by other people that i do not yeah i guess you're right and uh, i do what a lot of people do i am not alone in this but i'm i am using them for my own sake um, interesting yeah i never really and, thought about that so mm -hmm. it, it's it's a little thorny. I would love to do that, but I'm reluctant to because so, it's so long as I stay in the realm of nonprofit, then it's pretty defensible. I'm not making any money off of any of this, mm -hmm. right? That's, that's not what I'm doing. Um, I'm more open to doing the character portraits as a book because, what if, you know. What if it was a situation where it was like an AI? donation based like you donate then you get the book even then it's still kind of in a place yeah. and i mean if they really wanted to chase me they could chase me even for the nonprofit stuff even just for doing it and posting it um interesting okay and but it does not say that they would win but i'm just right. i'm open to litigation which is frustrating and yeah alarming and is the thing that my other half frets about the most mm -hmm. with doing this is you know um in the whole intellectual property thing which is forever a caltrop that fan people trip over constantly right, and right. In this really weird place where studios and uh, and other artists are sometimes supportive and sometimes not and depending on who's in charge or which way the wind is blowing then they're in favor of you making fan art of their stuff and then sometimes they're not and right so it's and with fan art, I mean, fanfic also runs into this a huge amount. Um, but that's why they have to file the serial numbers off and change all the names and blah, 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 before they publish the story. Because a trope, right. a trope is a trope. And whether it happens in the Star Wars universe or whether it happens not in the Star Wars universe, you know, in, a, in another fictional galaxy far, far away and long, long ago, um, it, the the universality of this tales that you're telling are still mm -hmm. there. As long as it's in a unique to you setting, then you can get away with it. So fanfic is easy to easier to, to make money off of if you change it a little bit. And fan right. art is harder because so much of fan art is representational and it's um, almost symbolic. Um, you know that it's this particular character because of the the thing that they're holding or the way that they're looking or who they're talking to or i mean it's almost like i will forever die on this hill that um most of the art that we have from the renaissance it was all religious fan art yeah i agree <laughs> it's all it's all fan art of the bible your classic mm. western art it's all bible fan art 
And mm. we all know who's saint that we know that that's Judas because he's got a black halo around his head, right? That's, it's all symbolic and it's all very stylized and it's all telling the stories and it's all related to it. That's what the Renaissance and then the Renaissance was fan art of people who exist in the real world because people had more money than sense wanted to pay artists. Woo, do it more. Um, and so anyway, I, getting off of that particular soapbox, <laughs> um, but it's a funny position to be in and it's kind of uncomfortable and it's awesome. Mm. So it's, I would love, I would love to make a coffee table book. Um, I might just need the money that I make from it to pay for the legal fees. Right. <laughs> well, darn. If there's anyone listening that knows like the rules about that, feel free to chime in. Cause I, because I'm like, well, what's the difference between like that and people because I've seen like on Redbubble, for example, like, right. but also Redbubble is like a lawless land. I've gotten flagged for Star Wars stuff on there, which is like fine because Disney will track anything down. But like, I've seen art similar to what you do on Redbubble as like t-shirts and like, so like, right. what would be this the is where I'm saying I could, I yeah. could probably get away with it. I mean, the odds yeah. of anyone actually chasing me are really low. Um, right. And like, infinitely small, very low, yeah. really low. And I, I could probably get away with it and it probably yeah. would be fine. But the paranoid half of me goes, yeah, yeah. and, uh, and I, and I worry about that. This is where the anxiety thing comes in. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, and so it's, but at the same time, I can't, I suppose I could not paint it, but boy, would I be a, a, a much, I would be a much less happy person. Yeah. Um, I, the painting these really did. I'm really, really not kidding when I say that this portrait series and doing a deep dive into this man's work preserved my sanity over the oh, last yeah. years. I um, believe you. <laughs> just completely unsurprised when they came out with that statistic that said something about, oh, how you, oh, if you do an art, any kind of art, you know, knitting or cooking or whatever for 20 minutes a day, your mental health is just like so much better. I'm like, yeah, I could tell you about that. You want to know how many hours I spent in <laughs> <laughs> I I called it the great the great regression. Like all like 2020, it's it sucked. I mean, it still sucks. We're still in the pit. But like there was something about 2020 because we were all forced to stay inside. We've all we all had to re-figure out like who are we as people? What do we actually like doing? Because now we have free time. And like, you know, if you're lucky enough to have free time. Yeah. Um, I, I was one of those people that worked from home and then clocked out and got to stay home and so i was like what do i do i have to kind of figure out what i what i'm interested in and so meanwhile you know, the world is on fucking fire yeah Literally yeah on fucking fire <laughs> yeah. yeah and you're stuck in your house and yeah. like the only and, and that summer the only thing we could do was go for walks and then the world yeah. was literally on fucking fire we couldn't yeah. even do that because it was yeah. so smoky you couldn't go outside exactly like getting in a box that was getting smaller and smaller and smaller it was so yeah. insanely stressful i'm yeah. very lucky in that my kids um are bigger i've got one who's in college now that was in high school the last year high school at the time and the other one was just kind of like at the end of middle school getting into mm -hmm. high school and so they were really very independent and thank god for discord because they were able to stay yes. in communication with all <laughs> of their friends and still do their dnd &D and have a great time and so socially the, there was some suffering but mostly it was pretty okay and we all just went into our own little rooms yeah you know, to study downstairs and i'm up here in the guest room that's my study and the kids have their rooms and we all just and we had brilliantly negotiated for unlimited data 
internet just the previous year and bought a wine club subscription, although I had <laughs> stopped drinking the year previous and I did manage to maintain that all through the pandemic. I'm pretty proud of that. Um, but, but yeah, it was definitely a reset and a rethink on what was important to you. I suddenly had three hours of time that I'd never had because I wasn't driving anybody anywhere. Right. You know, so, I still yeah. had to do all the home things and chase the kids about their homework and stuff, but I didn't have to drive them to and from school. And then that was, I just took that time and I turned it into art. And then yeah. it sort of became its own thing. And what's fascinating is that if you, I, I did not make the portraits with the intent of transitioning into a professional role, particularly, right? It's always been something that's been sitting in the back of my head. I mm -hmm. always loved the idea, but never thought it was possible to be a cover artist for a book. Yeah. You know, you go into the sci-fi section and you see all those beautiful covers by Michael Wellen and it's like, <gasps> mm -hmm. <sighs> just so beautiful. <laughs> and what a neat idea to get paid to make art for a book. What a cool thing. Yeah. Uh, and then somebody who's also an atom appreciator saw my work and said, you know, would you, you know, I, I have a book I'm doing and I'd love it if you'd make the cover for me. And then they know somebody else who has another press that was like, well, your style really suits this thing we want to do. Do you want to make covers for us? <laughs> All yeah. of a sudden I'm a published cover artist and I never in a million years thought that That's was amazing. <laughs> That's so cool. It's well-deserved, honestly. Like, it, like it's well-deserved. Like, you're, oh, like, I you. don't know how many times I can say your art is just, it's phenomenal. And um, I, I was like, someone has to have her as a cover artist. And now I know that that's true. Someone does. Uh, because it's like, you know, the art's well, too good. freelance, but yes. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, like, it's cool that, like, that's the opportunity that came up for you. And, um, like, it, again, like, the pandemic 2020 we're still in a pandemic so i'll just say 2020 in particular um bad, yeah. was really bad but a lot of us came out and with like okay this is what i want to do and for me it was like starting a little online business because i needed to quit my job because my yeah. mental health was declining yeah. um and then you know doing adam driver centric stuff like that's kind of where i got into it and and making Adam things and selling t-shirts and stickers and pins and every like for two Novembers I did his birthday month where like every movie or anything that came out that year I would draw something and sell it and then we'd do portions go to AITAF and like I'm I'm gonna do that this year for people listening my shop is closed technically but I'm still gonna do that because I feel like that's that's just the thing that I can give back to to all the people who have been so freaking chill and on the pod and um the Raylo space so yeah like I'm, I'm gonna do that again but um yeah like there was something about Raylo and star wars and adam that just was timed very perfectly for a lot of us with 2020 so yeah i'm that's i think it's really cool that that's kind of the outcome that happened for you and although my trajectory now is a little bit different i'm i'm trying to brands into a new career it's still i still got this podcast where it's like i still get to talk about adam and like all the things that i like so i'm glad you are <laughs> i'm happy that i'm here i love like it was such a silly idea to come up with this podcast and i was like i don't know no one's gonna listen like who's gonna even want to be on it and like i'm i'm so glad there's people that want to talk about what they do um 
the last thing I want to talk about before we kind of wrap up mm. is that you um, are speaking of arts in the armed forces. Um, you're doing like, it's a marathon, correct? And, and yes. so can you kind of explain more about what that is for people listening? Cause I have been sort of watching your progress with that. And, but I wasn't quite sure exactly like what it was for and like what, other than AITF, but like, yeah, how'd you get started doing it? <clears throat> well, um, well, I've always, um, one of the things I wanted to do and I, I did in 2020 and 2021 was um, I've donated to arts and the armed forces. I just think that's a fantastic, it's a wonderful charity yes. filling I a agree. need that <laughs> really needs to be filled that, that quite frankly, the U S government's never going to step up and do that. Right. Um, and speaking as someone for whom the arts have been a refuge and a, a healing bomb personally, um, I just, I love, I love what they're doing. I love that he's giving back to community that gave to him. Mm -hmm. um, and I wanted to support that. And I want to, I want to, this is a way of me thanking him for all of the, all of the everything that he's done for me because enjoying his work has, like I said, it's, it's kept me sane. Um, and so earlier, earlier this, I've, I've, I've also been kind of physically active. I ran cross country in high school. I sucked at it. I lost it. I was dead last in every race I ever ran in just to clarify for anyone who thinks that somehow I'm hot shit athletically. Mm -hmm. No, I suck, but I did it because I liked it. Um, and I just showed up, I showed up to practice and I ran the practices and I showed up to the races and I lost every single one of them. And that's okay. That wasn't the point. The point was to be there with my friends and, and to be active and, I've kind of loosely maintained that. I went through big periods in my life where I didn't do a whole lot. I never in a million years thought that me, the person who finished last in every track meet and, and cross country meet would ever consider doing a marathon. But it's it's another one of those bucket list things that sits there ticking in the back of your head, along with being, you know, a cover artist. And um, earlier this year, AITAF popped up with, hey, we managed to score um, being an official uh, charity sponsor for the New York City Marathon. Oh, nice. So if you were going to run, you you had to agree to raise a certain amount of money for them and to pay for your own, you know, admission into the race and blah, blah, blah. But if you did that, then you got to skip. The New York City Marathon's got a pretty rigid set of rules for who can compete. You have to compete in, you have to finish like nine races that are approved by the New York Roadrunners Association plus one something else. And they waive all of that for everyone oh. who's running for a charity. You get to run the New York Marathon without having to do any of the other qualifying stuff because the New York City Marathon is a qualifier, qualifier for the Boston Marathon. Okay. So they're just trying to weed out people who aren't serious about running, except if you're raising money for a good cause. And I thought, well, that's a good cause. And I've spent the last two years making sure that I'm staying physically active through lockdown. So I'd been doing weight workouts at home and I'd been walking pretty extensively and I've walked a half marathon before. Um, and I thought I'm going to be 48 this year in 29 days. Um, and I'm not getting any younger. It's not going to get any easier. I have an opportunity to raise money for a charity that I believe in really deeply as a mm -hmm. thank you to an artist that's um, given a whole heck of a lot to me, even though he knows nothing about me and I hope he never does. And um, my only hang up was that I really can't do the New York Marathon. 
it's in New York and I live in Portland. Right. Done a marathon before. And the mister looked at me, he's like, are you sure you want to do that? That's a long ways away and you would have to travel for it. You've never done one. That's not very realistic. So I looked it up. The Portland marathon, which is the one I am doing is on October 2nd. Okay. And so I contacted AITAF. I'm sorry, this is a very long anecdote. I feel like Adam. Um, I contacted AITAF and said, would you be willing to give me a donation page, even though I'm not doing the New York marathon? And they said, you want to raise money for us? Of course. (laughs) Right, right. (laughs) So my goal is $3,000. I am only, let me look at it. I had a couple people donate recently, which was really sweet of them. Um, I am, I'm not quite halfway. I'm at $1,357 at the moment. I have no idea when this is going to air. Today is September 1st. Um, and, uh, but my thought was just any money that I raised was better than none. Right. And that doing a marathon, even just training for the marathon, anything I did was better than nothing. And so I set myself some goals right, to raise the money and to just get to the starting line in one piece uninjured. That's, that's goal number one. <laughs> right now, that's looking pretty okay. Goal number two was because they, they only can keep the course open for so long. Okay. They can only stop traffic for so long. They can't leave it open the whole day. So you have to be doing 15 minute miles or faster. After that, they open up the streets. The cops aren't there holding it back the traffic anymore. And the aid stations close up. Which for a marathon, when you're going 26 miles, is kind of a big deal. Because you really want to be able to get water. <laughs> oh. So I needed to be doing at least 15-minute miles. So that's that's so goal number one was get to the start line. Goal number two was get to the finish line on my own two feet. And not have to catch a ride and say, no, sorry, did not finish. But did not finish is better than did not start. So very right. clear um and then 15 minute miles and then if i can do that that means i get water and bathrooms <laughs> and oh I my gosh and um and my stretch goal is 13 30 a mile which is actually shockingly i thought for sure i'd never make that mm-hmm. like for sure but um shockingly that's looking like that might actually be a possibility we'll see um but the goal really was doing it for me and i'm doing it for adam um, okay. Well, Adam's charity, because I think that AITAF is amazing. I think that it is do. really great. Yeah. As a, as a child of the military, my mom was in the army. Um, it's like, it hits close for me for that. And then also for like the arts aspect of it. So yeah, when I did, when I did the first donation based, um, birthday month thing um i was very happy that people even like wanted to buy something from it because i was like guys i'm like i'm gonna donate all this like if you want and and like the incentive is like yeah you get a cool product from buying it but like you also get your name on the list of like um who the donation is from so i try to make like list everyone who bought something everyone's you know so that you know they can see who supported um and, and a lot of people really like that so i did that like two years in a row and it, it's kind of it's like one of the only ways that i feel like i can give back as well similar to like how you feel right like, yeah well i mean yeah. i want i want to people want to give him gifts um yeah. which i get we want to say thank you and but giving him a gift 
is necessarily a little awkward. And to me, this is wonderful. I think it's amazing that he did this for us. He's given us a chance to give him a gift that means a lot to him. He yeah. it is not a, it is hard to run a nonprofit arts organization. It is really, really hard. You mm -hmm. have to really want to do it. And so you can tell he really, really, he and Joanne really, really care about this because it is not easy to yeah. do that. I was the board president of a, of a children's choir, a boy choir for a year. And I've been on the board for 10 years and it's hard to get people to give you money. It's not easy. Um, and so we have this, I will never give him anything that I've ever painted. That's, uh, it's an ego trip that I just won't go down, right? <laughs> I, I won't do it. I won't ever, I won't ever show him what I've done. Um, if he finds it, that's fine. Please, Adam, if you ever find it or you ever listen to this, please just understand I, I respect you so much. Um, <laughs> I say this and I'm painting this, this grumpy Adam. Um, I saw. Oh, it's so good though. <laughs> oh, please don't, please understand. I really do respect this to the moon and back. Um, but it's it's such a special way. If I were to do something, I would want to make sure that a, doge, a portion of the profits went to yeah. ATAP. Just simply because I, I wouldn't be doing this if I didn't have if if he hadn't given me the inspiration. And this is something that means a lot to him. And it's a way for me to to say say thank you to him is to give to his his nonprofit. And I just and I'm going to be writing um, everyone's names. I got a tank top. I still have to write everyone's names on, but I'm going to wear that. it on race day. So everybody who donates to me, I'm going to write your name on this tank top and I'll wear you at the race. It's because you all had my back. So um, you're going to be literally on my back. <laughs> <laughs> I think that by the time this comes out, um, uh, the I don't know when the race is in October, but it might be cutting it close so i'll yeah. just what i'll do is right like usually once we're done recording i tweet out hey i just recorded what's on so i'll tweet your li your link to that oh, um and yeah. then um i'll try to keep keep the momentum going and, and tweet it out so that people can donate because i think that's really cool and and it helps a good cause and, and then like yeah i, I mean, mean like and it's a good way to also support you as an artist you know without making you uncomfortable about like the selling the profit situation yeah, and I'm very fortunate to be in a position where I really I don't need the money, right? Yeah. I, I can do it out of love. And I recognize that not everybody is in that position. I am really, really fortunate to be in that position. Um, so it's it's uh, kudos to everyone who has the intestinal fortitude to go put that stuff yeah. up on the red bubble and have them risk yeah. it down, you know, because they do. And um, I, I love when people make, stuff that's sold on Redbubble. I just think that's the coolest thing. And I wish I was brave enough to be that person. Yeah. And maybe someday I will be. Um, not right now. But uh, yeah, no, I appreciate the sending the note out. And I, I'm trying to keep people, it's it's so funny. You get you get these work in progress shots and then me all sweaty and these random numbers. It's a balance. It's a balance. It's who you are as a person. They can, they can unfollow me. Um, yeah. With sweaty cello and, <laughs> and Adam driver. That's just how it goes. But um, I, I really am shocked and amazed. And I just want to say that uh, you may be more likely to be able to do a marathon than you think. Mm -hmm. um, I really, really am. Um, 
it's really just about showing up. It's about showing up for yourself. And that is a lot of what I've had to fight to keep doing as we come out of lockdown and we start to resume what is the new normal. Yeah. To maintain space for the art while still picking up all of that other stuff that I now get to do again as a mom and as a spouse and all that kind of stuff. It's been a, a bit of a juggling act, um, but to try to keep the space for me um, as an artist and as a person and the marathon's just sort of, it's like an extension of that. It's, it's a way to, to do something for me. That's also doing something for others. So I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, I would, I wouldn't be doing it if ATAF hadn't have posted that. I would not be doing this. So it's entirely thanks to them that I'm doing it, which is part of why it's so important to me to raise as much as I can. If I meet the 3000, that's great. If I don't, then I don't, but I will still have raised however much I have to keep telling myself this because everyone else who's on that, that New York city team has, they've already met their goal and I have not. And I'm the person at the end of the race again. That's me at the back. Yeah puffing my way along story of my life. <laughs> I'm gonna keep going, you know. It's yeah. it's it's almost fourteen hundred dollars already, more than they had. Every little bit really does help, even five bucks, you know. If everyone yeah. had followed me, I've got fourteen hundred people following me, almost fourteen fifty now. Um if everyone donated two dollars, I'd have met my donation goal overnight. Um that's true. But I, not many people do. And I understand right. that not everybody can. And yeah. so, you know, I, I feel really awkward. I'm terrible at asking people for money because I get Oh, me it. too. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, same. <laughs> so I'm terrible at because I'm like, I just, uh, I'm sorry, I have to ask. Can I have you give me five bucks? Um, <laughs> but it's it's been good. And I, I've, I, I really genuinely, when I say I'm astonished when I post those, I really am. Like, whose body is this anyway? I'm like, <laughs> I see one of these times. Oh my God, that was what? I mean, <laughs> so I, I have that moment a lot. I'm going to be doing 14 miles this Saturday and 20 the next Saturday. And then I do my taper and oh my God. Wow. <sighs> That's, well, I'm impressed. Um, <laughs> I'm shocked that I'm, I, you know, my doctor was like, you know, you're getting older and when you break, it takes longer to heal. And the worst thing right. that's happened to me so far is this blister that won't go away. Wow. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> yeah, that's like the worst. I mean, and, and, and I feel like, I, mean, I don't know if you agree with this thought process, but I'm like, every time I get like a new, I don't want like I it's an injury. Every time I get a new injury from like doing a thing that I like or that I'm enjoying, I'm like, yes, I'm doing it. Like it just kind of feels like you're more like, like now that means I'm a real like artist because I got burned. Heck yeah. <laughs> I stabbed myself with the linoleum cutting tool. Look yeah. at as i'm learning how to diy and i'm learning about power tools now and i'm like oh. what's yeah i'm like well, you know like yeah the the drill like went into my finger it's fine oh, <laughs> i made it i just, made a thing though 
please be careful with the surgery oh, yeah. on the table saw. Oh no, I'm not doing those. I live in an apartment. I can't. <laughs> I can't get one of those. Okay, it's good. like starting like little things. It's like I just got myself a new drill, and now I'm like, what can I drill into? What can I do <laughs> things that make drills? <laughs> yes. <laughs> when you have a hammer, things and they all fit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man. Um. <laughs> well, let's start wrapping up here. Um, so in the notes section is kind of just where I let the guests, uh, if they want to touch on maybe something that we talked about before, um, something that went have glazed over, or if you want to bring up your own subject of conversation, we could do that before we kind of end, end the podcast here. Under the gun. Um... <laughs> you don't have to. It's just always like sometimes there's like a we never finished a thought or like maybe we, something came up and you're like, oh, yeah, I want to talk about that. And then you forgot. <laughs> oh, like everything. I could talk forever. I'm one of those people. <laughs> Um, I, literally, I could talk to you for the next three hours. It would be delightful. You hate <laughs> me. Um, ah, well, was there anything that you can? I'm going to turn it back on you. I'm going to be terrible. I can't think you. of anything. I I loved everything we've talked about. <laughs> but yeah, no, that was it. That's just sort of like a like. Oh yeah, I want to touch back on that, but we never got back to. I haven't. I I don't. I think we covered a lot of really cool stuff. Yeah. <laughs> um. No worries yeah, about that. I'm a friendly person, man. If you want to talk to me, it's, um, I guess I should just say that I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm a friendly person. I, apparently, I come across as kind of intim intimidating on Twitter. I don't know how. Um, oh, yeah, me neither. <laughs> some people think I'm intimidating. I, uh, I'm not. If, please feel free to leave me stuff. It, it, you know, it's you can talk to me. It's fine. Leave me, you know. <laughs> I apologize in advance for Grumpy Adam. He's really going to be ugly. <laughs> I can't wait to see it. <laughs> oh my God, so It'll be fine in the end. Um, um, actually, while I have, while we're talking about that, I'm going to link the thread in the, um, that thread that you're drawing that in the show notes. Okay. I think by the time the episode comes out, you'll be done with it. So I, I want to have, yeah. yeah, I want people to have a way to go back to that. So I'm going to link yeah, that. Yeah, well, I, oh, I know, is, we didn't really talk about it, but you were talking about how writers have the, that writer hangover when they, yeah. um, yeah, and so artists get that too. I call it post-posting blues. It's really bad. Oh, yeah, <laughs> where you finish something and you post it, and it, it's it's this is this is something that I struggle with, and I know other artists struggle with, and I just kind of want to put it out there that I see you and I appreciate it. Is that um, when you make something like a fic or an art, and you put it out in the world, and it 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 it's just crickets. It's really hard. Um, please, 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 if you like it, like it, hit the yeah. retweet it. If you're on Tumblr, oh my God, please don't just like it. Please reblog it because likes don't get seen by other people. Do what you can to signal boost the artists and the writers in your life. Um, I, I made, it wasn't really a mistake. I did it knowingly. I wanted to get it out there and done. I posted Adam Driver 106, which I'm really pleased with, really, really pleased with. Um, and I would highly encourage anyone listening to this to go to my AO3 and click on the image and the post there because I did it properly huge. This one's really fucking big um, because it needed that. And it, it, I, did, I dropped it at like 10 o'clock at night on the 30th. Uh, my time, so Portland time, just before everything was going to wind up for Venice, knowing uh, 
that, okay. that it was almost it was going to get overtaken by this huge tsunami of of Adam amazingness. We got so spoiled. I'm so happy. Um, and I did that because I'd been working on it for forever for a pretty long time. And I just wanted to get it out. And I wanted to have it done in August because I'd only done one art in August. And I know, I know, I know it's not about volume, but I wanted to get it posted before Venice for reasons. And then, you know, 36 hours later, it has 55 likes on Twitter. And it was like, well, that was a flop. And I've been struggling with that kind of all day. And I struggle with that pretty routinely. I make these for me. And I recognize that I make it for me, but I also am hoping that it connects with people. And so yeah. I love knowing that it's connected with people. And sometimes what I make doesn't connect with people. I did that one series of very extreme lighting recently. I think it was Adam Driver 104. No, that was clearly what people were not expecting. I am pleased as hell with them. I think they are great. Um, at, that is not the general consensus of the general public. <laughs> okay. Um, but that's okay, right? You have those moments. But it, if you do see something, please tell the creator that. Please leave the comment, even if it's just a heart. Like, leave the kudo on AO3. Leave the heart, whatever. Just yeah, tell because you do all this work and you post it, and then you're all excited about it. It's just nice to hear it sing back to you. It's just nice to hear it sing back to you. And if it doesn't, it's you. It. I understand that it's, Twitter is the world's biggest cocktail party. It's, you know, <laughs> just ever something going on and it's so easy for everything to get lost. And, and I get that. And the algorithm doesn't like images and it doesn't like artists and blah, blah, blah. But yeah. it, if you see it, boost it and say, thank you. If you liked it, even if it's just, ah, and you know, a bunch of key smash. <laughs> you love key okay. smash. If, if I've made you inarticulate, I'm thrilled. <laughs> Is it the sorry the uh, uh one oh six you said right on August thirtieth? Yeah. Okay, cool. I have yeah. a retweet ready. I'm gonna post oh, it. Right. <laughs> I, I mean, it's, it's, I know it's not the quality of the work, right? And I, I, it was just simply timing, and I totally yeah. get that. But the brain does what the brain does, and yeah. when you don't get that that feedback, that's really hard. It's it's this is this that funny thing that artists have and it's why actors are neurotic <laughs> right that we we don't want the attention but we kind of do and mm -hmm. it's just nice to know that it connected with people and sometimes it's that people hated it you know and i had to laugh when adam was at Cannes last year and someone said what if people don't like it he's like i actually kind of like it when people don't like it <laughs> like, oh. oh this man what a gem <laughs> so so good He's so great. Um, He's so great. <laughs> so then moving on to kudos, this is just kind of where if you're, if you read any interesting fix that you might want to shout out, or if you oh, have a fellow creator that you I, think might deserve some, you know, extra loving, um, you can shout them out and then I will put their links in the show notes for people to check out as well. Uh, I had, I actually went and I, I did my homework. Um, let's see here. So um well some of these i'm not sure are still there that but some stuff that i've read recently that i really 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 loved um lyrical riot did one called time will tell which i think they're pitching as a book a published ah, book okay. so that might not be up anymore but that one was incredible absolutely amazing um it had it one of up. the hottest chapters i've ever read and there was no actual sex in it I love those. 
and and then, <laughs> and then there was sex later and it was even hotter but the bit that happened even before then just the intense emotional connection um was was what it was it, that it, one it, yeah time oh will tell God. is it is a very three. beautiful story um that was one of my um drop everything and read every time yes. update uh came because yeah that and if it's still up on AS3 so I did link it but if yes. that ever did become a book <laughs> I, I will buy, buy that book <laughs> yeah <laughs> I'm going to buy Absolutely. it in a <laughs> yes, I will buy like three copies and donate it to the library. Um, yeah. And then uh, a non-penguin did a really interesting concept, and I know that somebody else has talked about it, but I want to shout it out again, which is the Omega experience in which yep. they flipped it. Loved um, it. It was awesome. <laughs> and then Type Some Sense to Me uh, did one called Consolation, which I need to look up. Can we go to that? Because I'm trying to remember. Uh, it's sad. Um, I don't remember, but I, I, I included that one. Now, what do I remember? Why I included that one? I... Oh, it's, yeah, I know why it is. It's really intensely sad. If you do not like intensely sad things, don't read that one. But it was beautiful. Um, we suffered a family loss this early summer, and um, the kinds of stages of of dealing with grief that that they wrote about in that i see my mother-in-law struggling struggling with every day and mm. it was so 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 beautifully and sensitively and compassionately written it was it's it's really amazing just amazing if you can handle angst read it if you cannot don't if you are in a place where you're really 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 grieving intensely you might want to wait on that one um but it's really beautiful um another one that i love that's older it's been around forever and it's only a t but i don't care is by englishable called mere kinsman oh my god it is the most beautifully written thing who's that by to be read aloud you have to read it sit in your room and read it aloud to yourself the way you would read shakespeare i'm really not kidding um <laughs> who is that one by englishable i can get you the link Awesome. Somebody, well, I haven't even heard of Near Kinsman, so I will. English is mostly writing Doctor Strange fic right now, ah, which I okay. have no interest in really at all, um, but I'm subscribed to them because, quite frankly, their prose is so incredibly beautiful that I just like, I just want to know when they write something. Um, so, it, yeah. Uh, and then what's the last thing I had? Oh, um, I don't know how to say this person's handle at all um but it's spelled a-a-v-e-e-n-a -E -E which i think is uh, avena that's how i would say but <laughs> um they've written a series there's three of them and they've called it the sunberry verse um and it is i find after the last movie i found it really cathartic to read uh, fix it fic that's in canon I, I, mm. I have a very hard time with anything that really holds on to the, the canon ending no yeah. uh, and I, I will read angst but it really needs to have a happy ending <laughs> I, I'm not okay yes. with angst without a happy ending <laughs> I will endure a lot of pain 
to get there, but you got to give me a happy ending. It's just, the world is a, is a terrible, dark, bitter place sometimes, especially lately. And I, 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 irritated with Lucasfilm for not understanding that we need better. Um, mm -hmm. <laughs> and this one, uh, I, again, I'm just inarticulate. I, so many of these, I can't even find words. I, I'm just like the key smash person with the comment. Because, <laughs> It, they just they just hijack my brain and I just sit there and just spin and how wonderful they are but it's really beautiful and um, so it's it's like a post canon I don't want to call it a fix it um, because it isn't but it, it explores what if they did survive and what if they became parents and you know there's a point in time where it, the kids are going to need to know who their parents really were right and so it deals with that, that as a parent, that spoke to me a lot. And I'm not someone who's done anything that I need to be particularly worried about. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but, but dealing with kids as they come of age and they ask harder questions is a real thing. And, and I just, it was just so, so, so beautifully, beautifully, beautifully written. Really, uh, as a redemption arc, it was really lovely. Um, and there's three of them. It's 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 really fun. I like that one. So that's my shout out. Awesome. I'm sorry. So many know. good recommendations. Don't apologize. No, no <laughs> one's allowed to say sorry on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Um, like I was I always tell people we're gonna record for an hour, but it never that never happens. Uh, uh, yeah, we're yeah. already at an hour and forty, and that's fine. So everyone yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I have another <laughs> one that isn't Raylo that I yeah, love. No, do I it. Really do okay. It's called Sup from My Mouth, and it's a Kylux adjacent fic. Okay, that is unbelievably gorgeous. It's so unbelievably gorgeous that I have made not one, not two, but three pieces of art for it. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, and it's by Atlan Merrick. I love a good Kylux, so I'll have to read that one. It is a mashup between um, Constantine Levin, so uh, Hux is Constantine Levin, and um, Kylo as uh, uh, Francisco Garupe, if he had survived being in Japan. Mm. And if he somehow ended up <laughs> 200 years in the future and... <laughs> was in um pre you know like 19th century russia so there's a lot of assumptions made in there but it is so i mean so garupe deserves a happy ending yes he does he deserves <laughs> spoiler for anyone who hasn't seen silence <laughs> yes give him some food and give and him love this fic does. okay cool and that's, that's what this fic is about and it's beautiful it's amazing so, i lost an entire sunday to this one <laughs> i love that totally, i didn't lose it i gained it i savored it it was wonderful i love it it's it's just yeah more father garupe fix where he gets a happy ending please thank he you gets a happy ending. he gets a happy ending and you can even make it raylo if you really want to exactly. i just want him to be happy just need him to be happy <laughs> Yeah, and I had Poor no guy. idea how badly I needed that after having seen that movie until I read this fic. And it was just like, oh, I never oh. got the proper self care after watching that movie. But yeah, I had you, to yeah, okay, you, need, you need to read it because this is I, what you need. Yeah. I had to split watching that movie across like three days because yeah. one it's really long yes and two you just, it's so sad like even just like 
Adam Driver aside, Groove aside, that is a very intensely emotional film. Yes. And then you have to see Adam Driver looking like that. And you're like, yes. let's just give him food. It's painful. And then what happens to him, you're like, oh, I know. <laughs> it's. <laughs> I, I don't know what yeah. suffering porn, you know, that it it's really is it is suffering porn, which I thought was I the don't know what I got by I did not know what I was getting into with that movie, but I did not think it was gonna be that. And then when no, it happened, I, 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 was... <laughs> I only watched the bits with Adam and not that last little bit. I because I have gone back and watched it again because I've done a few portraits of Adam mm -hmm. as Francisco and and so Which I he's very beautiful. It's just really like weird to see his body that way after we know like what he actually looks like. Like to yeah. know that he had to like he did it for the art. A plus for him. But I was like, oh, this is so jarring. And then yeah, yeah, like... yeah. yeah. Well, and and I will say that that of um back to the point about some of my favorite pieces. Um, I really have enjoyed. And I'm very pleased with the way everything I ever painted for that V-Man photo shoot came out. That was an especially glorious. That was that you can tell when a photographer thinks and understands that he's yeah. beautiful. Yeah. And they did. They really yes. understood. They understood the assignment. Um, and every shot is just, oh, it's so good. Um, and so, yeah. I mean, the photographs are divine. Um, and it's, it's it's when you start with material like that it's kind of hard to go wrong um and so yeah. i'm really pleased with all those that in the the interview magazine one although um there's a bunch of those where he's in the bathtub he's all wet it's hard oh those photos are so stunning i remember someone was like i don't i don't like them and i'm like he just he looks great because it, it's weird and that's like my favorite thing about adam is that he does weird really well and yes. i like it's bizarre i'm like there's no one i can name or think of on this planet that like just looks weird in the best way possible but also like looks stunning doing weird things like when yeah. i have watched um what was it that i watched this isn't gonna be a two-hour episode anyway um I, when i had watched uh that little um short thing of him singing um Oh my God! What Daisy? That where he sings Daisy. Daisy yeah, it's Daisy. so creepy and weird, and I'm like, I love it. <laughs> and then like when he's um, then the other little video they shot of him of the photo shoot where he's like he has like the branch on fire and it smells like he's just like, yeah. weird stuff, and it's so good. And for the longest time, I wanted him, and this is like before we even knew about House of Gucci. I right. wanted him to be the face of Gucci so bad, like in a campaign, because Gucci, as a design house, does really weird stuff with their mm -hmm. like editorials. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, Adam would, Adam could pull off any he would of this. That up? Are you kidding me? Yeah, like the prints, up. the colors, the weird yeah. photo shoots. He would do so well, and I was, I'll, I would always tweet about it. I'm like, Gucci please just give me <laughs> give me one editorial or he's like the face and then he literally became the face and i was like i guess this is fine this is fine but this isn't what i want <laughs> I'm like i get it but i want like the i want the campaign i want like the whole photo shoot campaign i want him in funky gucci clothes like and i was really bummed that they didn't do an actual editorial campaign with gaga right? I was like it was right there. You had it in your hands, and you didn't do 
<laughs> I know. Just the whole second half of 2021 was so frustrating. I, yeah. I, it was, it was, I know that he was stuck in, in white noise and it was intense. And yeah. so, and I can also completely appreciate and understand that he would not want to be part of a round table doing press for the last week. Right. That would be really intensely awkward and uncomfortable. And the people who needed to be talking were, were the ladies, which yeah. hopefully they figured out after Venice and they got rid of the guys mostly and just had mm. the ladies. That's who needed to be talking with that one. But but yeah, I, there was a whole bunch of missed opportunities with that that I, I really am bummed they didn't follow up on. And I'm really annoyed with a lot of photographers who are like, oh, well, he's in his serious actor phase now. And so they aren't doing weird adventurous <laughs> anymore. And yeah. I'm like, you know he's up for it. He yeah. would absolutely be up for it. If you asked him to do it, he would totally do it. There's plenty of, which is part of why I pick goofy non i'm i'm at the point where yeah okay he's smiling and it's a nice but why would i paint that i've already painted that how many times i'm up yeah. to 106 portraits grumpy adam's gonna be 107 right and uh, so i've done smiling and he has a beautiful smile um yeah. i love his smile but a face front smile you see all the time give me something different he's got such an extraordinary face and he can do such extraordinary things with it give me something different so yeah. another one that's in the works is he had a really great he did the mouth thing and somebody caught it in high definition yes <laughs> at the premiere for gucci in new york and that one's on my short list i it keeps getting bumped by all these other yeah things. i really am gonna paint it um and this this grumpy one because it's <laughs> I laugh every time I look at this expression. But uh, give me weird. I mean, he does yeah. so well. So I wish, well. <laughs> I wish more people leaned into that. And he's, I mean, look at Annette. He's clearly up for it. And, and like, even though I personally, like, I love him as an actor. And even though I'm not attracted to him at all in White Noise, and that's fine. Not everyone's going to be attracted to him yeah. all the time. Um, that's, that's, a, that's another movie that just looks weird. And I'm like, oh, he's going to kill it, man. I, I, I'm, I I'm cannot so wait to watch it. <laughs> I'm so excited for yeah. White Noise. Oh, my yeah. God. <laughs> yeah. And it's a horror comedy. And I'm like, so we get to have more, like, funny, like, Adam's brand of funny do i wish he was in like a romantic comedy yes i think like what if was like a good little sprinkle of like what he could do in a romantic comedy um he, and I'm like, just... and mackenzie davis were the best part of that movie sorry yeah. Dan, um, yeah. it's true <laughs> it's true <laughs> they had I, I wanted the movie to be about them you know yeah. and, and have chantry and wallace be the side people because yeah. that's really where their chemistry needed to end up right and it was <laughs> all about alan and nicole I yeah he's so good so I'm ex yeah, I want him to be in more comedy. I would love to see him do a traditional horror. Now I'm on like my Adam wish list. I want like a traditional I horror. I don't think he ever would do that unless, you know, something unless it like really spoke to him, which is like fair. Um, well, I, you know, honestly, if Chloe Zhao asked him to do Dracula, he would. Oh because it would be Chloe Zhao. It's all don't, about the director. He really, like, don't put that thought in my head. I didn't even think about that. One hundred percent clear repeatedly. Yeah, the reason yeah. he says yes to projects is not about the character. He finds what it is about the character that's motivating to him when he gets into it. It's the director. Yeah. Um, and so it, every now and then he ends up in something that's a little hard. Like um, while we're young, he did not relate to the character that Noah handed. Oh yeah, I didn't, I didn't even like that movie. <laughs> But like I get it. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, like he he found it of all of his characters, 
I find all of his characters completely believable, yeah. with the exception of Jamie, because uh, Jamie, I, I feel he really, I know he struggled. He's mentioned he struggled, and it's to me, it's obvious that he struggled with it. Yeah, um, it's it's less effortless because otherwise, he really is living it, and you can really right. believe that he sees other people. And Jamie is the only one where he wobbles a little bit. Everybody mm -hmm. else, I one hundred percent buy, but Jamie was hard because he'd said yes because it was Noah. And so it, it's all about, you know, everyone fusses about how he's not worked with particular kinds of directors. And if they asked, he would almost certainly say yes. Yeah. You know, he said he would love to work with Almodovar. <laughs> You're like, yeah. Um, I want, yeah. I, if Joe had asked him, he, he would, you know, he would say uh... yes. And I'm, <laughs> yeah, I know, but at the same time, this is where I have to take a step back and, and check my own um, privilege as a yeah. person, right? In that yeah. it's his career and he yeah. gets to make his choices, and I will be happy with whatever he makes, same. or I might not, but it's not my choice, mm -hmm. and it's, he gets to pick. And so, would I necessarily have chosen Ferrari? No, not coming off of House of Gucci. I feel like they're too close together. But it, it's not about that. It's but, about yeah, and so yeah. here's his chance to work with this director whose works I'm not particularly fond of, but he is a really big name. So okay, fine. Yeah, and then I'm thrilled that he's in Megalopolis, even though I might not like it. I just am really happy that he's going to get to work with somebody that wrote and directed the movie that was a seminal part of his childhood. I just think that's incredible. I mean, talk about living the dream. Um, kind of hard to be mad about that. And yeah. so, but do I think he'll branch out? Yeah. And I think a lot of that is that um, if people asked, he'd say yes. And if it was a, a romantic comedy that was, if Sean Levy asked him to do another one following up on, um, I was really not, at all expecting to love this is where i leave you as much as i did oh my god yeah that movie was great <laughs> it was fantastic i yeah. i was completely shocked by it like yeah. I, I expected to enjoy his parts in the same way that i enjoyed girls right i enjoyed mm -hmm. adam's parts of girls sorry yeah i know there's people who like the whole thing i'm not one of them yeah yeah same um, i and i respect that that there's a very particular set of people that really resonated with that and i just i'm not one of them um but he was so good in This Is Where I Leave You. And that was a genuine comedy. It wasn't a romantic comedy, but it was a comedy. And he was so fucking funny in it. Yeah. And if Sean Levy asked him to do that again, he would. You know he would. Um, so I, I wouldn't say that rom-coms are out off the table. It, it's mm -hmm. all just about the director. But we all have to just take a deep breath. <sighs> yeah. It's like, I, there are things that I would love to see. And a huge part of me, I know this is probably not gonna happen but like with with um greta doing barbie i'm like what if he has like a cameo i want him to just have one cameo on barbie. Not. Not. he was in london why yeah. i'm like just give me one make one little like i don't walker. make it something i just want to see him in that universe i don't know what he's gonna wear but it just were i just need it i just need one adam and barbie <laughs> Yeah. I had even like fan casted like who can he play in the Barbie movie? And I was like, he could play. I was like, oh, he could play Ken's cousin Ben, the Irish guy who like tries to steal Barbie. Like, just give me one little cameo where he's like a in Barbie universe character. I that'd be so fun. Um, because I'm like they're right there. They're so close. Just just one little I, I, one little I, peek. I, 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 <laughs> 
I'm really, I'm really holding out hope for for Canada. Yeah, like I, just, I like I will. My goal, my hope is like he's in it, and they're not saying anything because they don't want us to like. They want us to be surprised. I'm gonna see it because I love Greta. Um, but yeah, so like I, I just I hope he's in it. Anyway, we're about to be in two hours. So. Yeah, I know. And, and um, like, <laughs> other half is asking for his screwdriver. So. Okay, cool. All right, so um. I will just kind of drop in my kudos for the this episode is um, a fit called What Belongs to Me by Happy Cow. Um, it is an ABO where um, Kylo is on the spectrum. And so it's like, and, and Race is caregiver and um, there's things there. I like it. Um, and then uh, where can people find you online so that they can um, follow you or see what you're up to <clears throat> oh yeah um i'm really easy to find um i'm alto cello pretty much everywhere okay <laughs> uh, so i'm uh, a-l-t-o-c-e-l-l-o on twitter awesome. um i'm also that on deviant art i am on i'm on dream with uh i have an lj that i no longer update because they no longer accept updates from dream with and so I'm kind of letting that go. Uh, where else am I? I am on, I'm on pillow fort, but I haven't updated in forever, like literally years. <laughs> um, I need to do that. And where else? Um, on Tumblr, Alto Cello is my everything I'm excited about blog. Art mm -hmm. Cello is my art only one. So it's A-R-T-O-C-E-L-L-O. -L -L but uh, if you want to find it on its own, that's altocello.com takes you nice there. awesome uh, yeah and I, I mean just basically if you're not sure if i'm there just look up alto cello i might yeah. be there um, <laughs> it does mean it takes me forever to post everything oh and importantly i am on ao3 um ao3 does not natively host images so mm. i have a hosting site that i use for images that i link to but all of my essays and everything that i write if you want to be able to bookmark it, if you want to be able to subscribe to me so you know what I'm posting, I post everything goes on AO3 for the most part. Um, awesome. Yeah. So it, it, that's a really great way to, I, I love the archive. It's just so good. Um, that's it's so great. To keep track of me. So I'm also awesome. AO3. Cool. Everything um, is linked in the show notes for you guys. Um, and then don't forget to follow us on uh, Twitter, bookmark. Uh, bookmark and busy will be at bnb underscore pod um bookmark and busy pod on instagram and i think same name on the new tiktok i'm still trying to figure out how i want to use that um <clears throat> follow our lovely editors and hosts geeky waffle that's geeky underscore waffle on twitter um on my twitter you can find things like saturday support club if i remember i totally forgot this past saturday um it's where i kind of post a little prompt where you guys shout out fix or authors that have 300 kudos or less or smaller followings on socials so that we can all find someone new you can also self-rec on that as well um and i just started doing like one tweet fic prompts just like some days if i think of something i'll throw out a word and have you guys write cool stories in one tweet and you guys have been doing really cool stories from that so like yeah. thanks for thanks for participating in my silly ideas on socials but um yeah so we'll wrap up 
this has been a long pod that's probably not even going to be edited. So I hope you had fun listening to a nearly two hour pod. Yeah. Thanks for coming on. And thanks for talking to me for two hours. <laughs> I, I would happily do it again. If you had more questions for me, I would, I would be delighted yeah. to come back. So yeah, I want to have repeat guests and have more conversations about like art space and, and even like, um, like I've talked to people that are, uh, what are they i always forget what they call themselves Ray olds Ray olds that's such a mouthful it is. um and i love having conversations with people that are older than me about fandom and especially like star wars in particular because everyone's entered in at their own some are like longtime fans some started with the sequels and like you draw oh. some people write and it's just yeah. really cool to hear the different perspectives and so i want to get like a little round table of like a bunch of people that consider themselves very old so have like a really cool conversation about that because uh yeah. like i don't know what it is about the internet right now but everyone's ragging on old people and i hate it <laughs> well as an old people i hate it too it's life does not end at 30 and, and I, yeah I, it's I crazy and, and, and you know wiggle on my cane and go get it's off my insane. lawn but who's yeah. who do you think writes the fucking fic you read and who do you think it, makes yeah <laughs> So I want to have more conversations with like older people who are just thriving and and like guys shut up anyway. Um, <laughs> so I yeah thank you for listening guys and I will see you guys next week. <laughs> Bye. Bye.